Run the run the clock. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What's the? That was that was uh, not the Daily Show theme song. What is it? Da, na, 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 na. No, that's not it either. That's neither. That's nothing. That's nothing. No, yeah, no that's exists, not a song. You're not. There we go. All right. Oh, it's the Daily Show. Dominique Foxworth and David Dennis Jr. Star author and me, your neighborhood Pablo. Hi. Yes. This is debatable, a show where we respect each other by showing up on time <laughs> and being punctual. We because don't need we respect to each put other. that out there at the top. Put Alan, what out do there? We, do we really? I put thought what I, out was, there? I was. Oh, vibing. my parents no, are fighting. I, my I parents are fighting. No, 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 Mom no, no, and dad no, are just, fighting in front of me. A, a bird of peace, a white dove. Did you see that I white dove fly by? I was just expressing the culture that? of the show to we might have new viewers and listeners. Don't make me pick between my parents. Please. <laughs> not All right, in front Alan of David. Not in front yes, of David. Please. I'm fragile. Even though Pablo is late, we're still going to start with a topic <laughs> that's feeding him dessert here. Here's a little yeah. no, no, for you know, Hold on. I'm sorry. The best thing about this is that this actually hurts Pablo. And that makes me so happy because there yeah. was a time when Pablo wore it as a badge of honor. So thank you. Thank this, you. This, thank the you. second best part of that was Alabaster's burn about my lateness came about two full seconds late. But please proceed. <laughs> I accidentally yes. had my mic A few beats. A few beats late. <laughs> well done. Um, a little method acting so, from Alabaster. The 76ers are 21 and 5 over the last two months. And the league is wide open. There's no super teams. So I ask you all, do you think they can win the title? Yes, of course they can. Like the NBA season right now, all you need to know really is that everything's wide open. And the notion that this is a team that cannot do it congenitally is absurd. Joel Embiid, arguably the best version of himself. James Harden, loving catching and shooting, which is a thing that is a, a really nice development for, um, I was told for not to say your boy anymore, so I'm not going to say that, but I was going to say it, but a nice development for me. 21 and five in the last two months is Alabaster. Seven, oh, no, 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 no. We didn't tell you not to say your boy. We liked it. We just wanted you to know that we were laughing at you when you said it, not with you. Yeah, okay. Good. Yeah, just, just, just being transparent. So, yeah, I think the, the obvious answer to the question is, yes, they could win the title. Joel Embiid is not only the best version of himself, but potentially one of the best players in the league. The James Harden catch-and-shoot thing. I remember when they traded for James Harden and me being a football guy, I was dumbfounded by how often people said, but he's not a catch-and-shoot player. And to me, if you can shoot, being a <laughs> catch-and-shoot player is not that difficult right. the catching so, seems easy yeah yes, like, yeah I, you just I add, get a, that. add a little yeah you do yeah, that I practice that is, yeah. it's different off the dribble but i felt like that was it's harder to go from a catch and shoot player to an off the dribble and shoot player i thought you could go from a like a high usage shooter to a catch and shoot player so like i'm not surprised by that and i think tyrese maxi and like the pj tucker has some value yep. particularly on the defensive end like they have the guys Jokic. but what it comes to what it comes down to in in basketball at least from my view is the playoffs in basketball is different and it's night after night after night of adjustments in game and flexibility within your team on your roster Joel Embiid is obviously a really talented player who is very flexible i'm not sure how flexible the rest of the players are on this team and also doc rivers guys NBA champion Doc Rivers. I was so I was I had, honestly, David, I'd forgotten that Doc was wait, coaching the team. Wait, like wait, we can't. Minutes. 
we can't do the Doc Rivers playoff thing and not do the James Harden playoff thing. Thank you. Like, like we're we're not ta- we're talking about things in like this mythological world where like you just play regular, like play how you played in regular. Do you realize yeah. that we are in a decade of the finals running through if James Harden is going to choke or not? Like ten years ago, they smoked the Spurs because of how James Harden played with the Thunder, and then probably lost to the heat because of how James Harden played against the heat like 10 years ago and almost every year since who has gone to the finals has been determined by how James Harden craps the bed when he is in the playoffs against said team just last year he did that very same thing against Miami I granted live is in Miami there's a lot of things that are happening in <laughs> Miami that can cause that can cause those things yeah, you know a lot of defense different circumstances. in those streets Yes, a lot of stuff that happened. But James Harden, play playoff James Harden is a real thing. And I am not buying the 76ers in the finals until, like, I'm, I'm just not putting any bank in James Harden being better than he, than he is in the regular season in the playoffs. I'm sorry. It's been 10 years. Dude, can, can I interest you in this version of a team where James Harden is less important? I think we're we're thinking of other situations where James Harden was either the key piece or a portion of the key solution. I think it's it's fine to throw last year out. It was a unique circumstance. I think this year we're getting a better idea of what this team could potentially be like. When your best player chokes and all the pressures on them, that's one thing. When he's your second best player and maybe even not, or not maybe, definitely not your most explosive guard, uh, I think that it takes pressure off of him and either he won't choke or if he chokes, it doesn't matter. He was the sixth man with the Thunder. He was a sixth man I, 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 and I like know. scored like <sighs> 10 points a game in the he NBA baby. Finals. Like this, he is like, baby. but he's he been the same guy. Game. Is it true no what Alabaster is alabastering with his finger there that the 76ers haven't made it past the second round of the playoffs since 2001? Yes, it is true. That is a fact. But the idea that this team needs to, needs to atone for the sins of every team before it, I mean, this is where, this is where I would like to They need to, to atone for presence. nine months ago. Nine months ago, this happened. We watched okay, them lose to the is, Heat. But this is, this is, the, argument. Said, this is the argument for James Harden right now that Dominique was alluding to. And I'm, I'm glad to have a little support on this, simply because James Harden wasn't right. And non-euphemistically, that means that he was more hurt than he wanted to admit. And so when you watch James Harden, and it looked like he had some version of either the yips or actual like injury issues having to do with conditioning, not so much, but I think actually like in his legs, although conditioning is obviously a problem such that I actually Freudian slipped, inserted it into that answer. <laughs> but the point is that I think there is reason to think that Joel Embiid is actually the guy with the most pressure on him by far this season, Alabaster. Like he is going for an MVP. Look at that bird of peace. He's going for an MVP and he has a real claim to win it. He just beat Jokic, outplayed him. He is fueled by vengeance. And I think quietly, at the end of the 76ers season, what they have not had as well, on top of a non-bed-crapping James Harden, is peak Joel Embiid. And so my only fear is that, honestly, they're peaking right now, as opposed to when they need to do it. That wouldn't be my fear nearly as much as I have more confidence in the 76ers when I'm only looking at the 76ers. (laughs) I think looking at the rest of the field makes it a lot... 
<laughs> a lot more difficult for me to believe in the 76ers over many of these other teams that are, I mean, we don't even have to get to the West. Oh, they're, they're a game back of the Celtics. You know, th- this is why I'm saying, like, on the run they're on right now, where the de- is probably going to yell at me about defense because they're really good, but the defense the last couple of games hasn't been there in terms of efficiency. So what do you want to yell at me about? No, not at all. Uh, the fact that Embiid is conditioned to play defense this year is the biggest difference between him this year and last year because he's a vortex on the defensive end again. But no, my question to you is about peaking because our entire perception of the aforementioned Boston Celtics changed last year when they had a similar midseason run and started playing better on both ends of the floor. And knowing the issues in the clutch, the issues at the end of the season, the issues in the postseason with James Harden, Doc Rivers, and Joel Embiid. Do you think this is more of an aberration how they're playing now or something they can actually continue forward? I don't know that we can say, like, I I don't know. Like, the postseason issues of those three guys together doesn't feel fair to me. I think (laughs) maybe you could say postseason issues of them individually in different situations. I'm not sure Embiid falls into this category just yet of having postseason struggles, but we haven't had a large enough postseason sample size of them, in my view, to get, to view them as well, a, a problematic big three as a group. <laughs> I hate how strong a hand David has here. He's been sitting back. We've been trying to make this case, and he's just yeah. going to throw Doc Rivers choking. Yeah, more I mean, three one. Alaba- Alabama said, like, can we, can we overlook the best player, the coach, and the second best player? Can we <laughs> overlook those things and say that maybe this team can make the finals? Yeah, maybe. If we throw out the MVP, a former MVP, and the coach, yeah, let's throw those out and let's see let's see what these guys can do. Like, if what is what is more most likely to happen? Is it most likely that we're gonna watch the 76 and pull it together? Doc Rivers has this amazing scheme that, uh, you know, just gets rid of Giannis and James Harden has a, you know, averages 35 points in the Eastern Conference Finals and Embiid is healthy the whole time. Or is there a situation where Embiid misses two or three games in in, uh, a series, James Harden averages 18 points and Doc Rivers makes inexplicable decisions and they blow a (laughs) 3-1 lead? What is the most likely thing to happen? Doc Rivers is somehow starting Dwight Howard. I don't know how. I have a bad feeling that he's going to start a Dwight Howard. Yeah, I mean, you're obviously right. I think what is most likely to happen is, yes, one of the the 30 teams in the league will not win the championship. That's true (laughs) of all of the teams. But is it possible? Yes. Yes. They are one of the few teams that are above that line that have the talent and as bad as you may think Doc Rivers is, he is a high-level uh, championship coach. They have the talent and some experience from their coach, who you may not like, and understandably so, to have success in the playoffs. Like there was, It was just a year ago where even you noted Steph Curry apologists. Surrogate. You didn't think that they were going to be in the finals Pablo? at the beginning of last year. Yeah, oh, me. Yeah. You're talking to me. Yeah. Oh, okay. Got you. So, yeah. like, it, it it can come together. The same is true of the Celtics. And I think from a talent standpoint, we have more faith in Joel Embiid than we had in a lot of those other players before they had that leap. And, frankly, some of the, like, Jason Tatum, you pick in between yes. those two guys, healthy Joel Embiid right. uh, playing well, or Jason Tatum, give me Embiid. Yes. Yes. Guys, I want to okay. hop in for one, one thing. First of all, I would like to note that Four times in James Harden's career, he's gone two for 11 in high leverage playoff games, causing his team to lose. With that fact in mind, 
Do you think it is more likely <laughs> that this team wins the title or loses in the first round of the playoffs? I mean, more likely to lose the first round of the playoffs. No, so. no, no, no. I can't. I, mean, I, I can't give you that. I can't give I you think, that. I can't give you. Oh, that. so we're not. We're choosing not to answer it. Uh, I am. I no. They are more likely to win the title than flame out in the first round. I just yeah. no, no. This team's too good. This team is too good. I mean, that 4-5 matchup, whoever's in that 4-5 matchup in the East is going to have some trouble. I guess I, I would think that I like where your head's at, Pablo, but we got injury situations with the big man that we can't predict. So I guess if you want to complicate the question, it's like a fully healthy team. I think they're more likely to win the title than crap out in the first round if they're fully healthy. James Harden is more likely to be spotted coming out of a strip club called Peking. Than any of those options. No, <laughs> they are. They are peaking right now. They really are. It would, what is more likely that that you can blow? How many three one leads has Doc Rivers blown? Three. What is more likely? More than three, anyone. Th- three one three one leads or James Harden going two for eleven multiple. Remember times when Doc Rivers did that? Um, Both are difficult. Like media availability where he said. My guys sucked. That's why we <laughs> lost. That was my favorite Doc Rivers moment. Uh, <sighs> all right, guys. <laughs> Veteran so, coaching. Let's move on to a team that actually executed their process to perfection. That's the Thunder, who, you know, have young stars and a superstar in Shea Gilgis Alexander. They're hovering around the play in the West. And Victor Wembanyama, he's a prize at the end of the lottery. Should the Thunder tank or try and make the playoffs this year? I don't think they've executed this process perfectly. I think this is a really tough call. And I say that because the whole thing, and look, I'm not going to spoil what I think they should do at the top of this answer. I just want to establish the NBA right now is, as aforementioned, really full of parody. Okay? So the Thunder are, I believe, just behind or ahead of the Lakers or the fourth worst team as we tape this right now in the Western Conference. But they're 11 and a half games back of first place. Okay? The Spurs and the Rockets are then way below. So the point is, the Thunder have to ask themselves, I think, a hard question, Dominique, that like teams are, are I think, um, not necessarily excited about asking when making a decision about their franchise's health. What is this going to look like a year from now? Because they can make a run to the, post- to the postseason via the play-in, absolutely. But there's also the French kid. <laughs> and what do you want more a year from now? A first-round loss, potentially? Or the French kid? And this is why I do not envy this decision. This is why this process is very complicated. That was a long way for you not to say what we all know that you're going to say. (laughs) You want to lose. You're advocating for losers losing. I don't believe that they can do more than, what, win a series in the playoffs. And I don't think they're going to want that more than they would want the French kid. Yes, I'm guilty. fundamentally opposed to the idea of tanking. And I think that's like... I feel very strongly that it's ineffective in football because of the teams and the cultures and the complexities of organizations. I don't think that it's like ineffective. I think it's dumb in football because I don't think it works, but in basketball, like I think it actually could work. It doesn't mean I like it. It doesn't mean I would advocate for it. I would make an argument against it just because I think like SGA is a good player. Like you need a, a great player. And that's the point he's of tanking. Too good. To get, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's the just point too, of tanking yeah. is to get that difference-making player. If you have a player who's so good that despite the fact that you want to suck, you're still good, <laughs> maybe you already got that guy. 
maybe you already have something and completely blowing it up for a guaranteed victor is one thing completely blowing it up for a chance at victor is another thing and it's not like they don't have other chances they've been plotting this suck fest for a while <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, they got they, other first round picks don't they yeah they got they have i mean first of all their record is too good right now to get a number one pick probably like the the amount of tanking you would have to go from 24 and 27 to like a first pick is like nobody plays like sga just never like you just ship him outside of oklahoma city and ban him from the state or from the city hard. for the for the rest of the season so your your chances of getting women yama are are you know next to none just play the season out play the season out see where you land if you get some playoff experience like the thunder 12 years ago or so got playoff experience that helped propel them to the finals like they played the lakers in the first round they played a champion they learned how to win all that stuff just play it out they had and like uh, you know dominique said you have draft picks for the next four or five years for multiple first round picks you got rockets first round picks that's going to be a high pick you got clippers first round picks that might be high depending on what happens with, with Kawhi and paul george like they have enough stockpiled to where they can do both of these you can make the playoffs and get the lottery pick that you want you're just not going to get Wimbanyama. that's just not going to happen so this is this is the thing like we came into this season and like there are all these teams this was this was by the way framed this is very funny now to think about this as we check back in on the nba as the super bowl is about to come and football's about to go away this was supposed to be a season defined by tanking and two teams in the western conference are doing it the Jazz are so much better than they thought. The Thunder are so much better than they thought. All of these teams that were going to make these big sales are not making those sales, at least not yet. And I think it's now, to David's point, like hard to actually bottom out. And so if you're the Thunder, and I just want to reiterate, like I think we should change the rules to prevent tanking from being incentivized. It's a, it's a, it's a real like devil's bargain that you are making. I don't want to deny this. Like there are people who have season tickets. There are fans. There are players who are like, we're competitive right now. We can beat good teams and they're right. The problem is when, you, when you're surprised by how good you are, you end up making decisions. It's like the marshmallow test, that psychology thing. You put a marshmallow in front of a kid and you're like, hey, do you want one marshmallow now or a bunch later? All you do is wait. And because we're human beings, we want them now. And so I don't blame anybody. It's just that you might regret it. I appreciate that you brought up the marshmallow test because the suggestion in, in the marshmallow test is that being able to like withhold gratification from yourself then is some demonstration that will suggest that you'll be more successful. So the marshmallow pre test has been largely disproven. And <laughs> you, I'm, I'm certain I'm certain that you are using that to say, it's a good idea to stink now and you're gonna be better. But what, I, what you cannot disprove is you look at the teams at the top of the standings and so few of them have a number one overall pick. Like I know that it's easier to assess players in basketball and I know Victor is a surefire hit. But assuming that that's the only way that you can build something when you already have some good pieces there, I think it's foolish. Like if you can look Embiid, maybe it was because of injury, but he wasn't number yeah. one. Jokic wasn't number one. Ja wasn't number one. These guys, Tatum wasn't number one. So All like, true. be good.
Like, like <laughs> throw your stupid ass computer out the window and say, look, what we're good right computer? now. I was making Let's it a marshmallow. Be, because now you're yeah. back to a computer. Yeah, it's all it always goes back to the computer because this is a a finance way to look at this sport and to look at these players. You're like, we're going to optimize. <laughs> Don't <laughs> fucking hoop. That's what you need to do. Play ball, set picks, run back on D, shoot shots, draft good players. And catch and shoot. That's right. <laughs> that too. That's right. You could do that. It's possible. Yeah, just just you got the draft picks. Stop playing with the with the NBA gods. Don't tank. You've already like bamboozled half the league out of their picks for the next like 10 years because there's idiots, <laughs> idiot GMs who just kept giving you picks for like bad players bidding against themselves for no apparent reason. And now you you are probably going to get to Dominique's point, second pick, third pick for like top five lottery picks for the next five years to build your team. And you're going to be fine. Yeah, Have some money and some scouting. Have a good scouting department. Right. I, Evaluate players well. I, I, Don't stink to the top. Uh, Don't you come in here and side with him, Alabaster. Alabaster, uh, what you got? What you got? So, a couple things. And I am going to side with Pablo. Um, I know you are. You hate basketball, too. Well, least. no, it's just that, like, it is, of course, you can get stars later in the draft. You know, there are 59 other selections. Of course, there are going to be stars later. But it's incredibly statistically significant how much your chances go up at getting a superstar with the number one pick. And to your point about how good Shea is, like he's a lot closer to Tatum and Zion than we realize. He's a lot closer to the top 10 players in the league, which would make me, if I was Sam Presti, be salivating to pair him with Victor Wembanyama because if you have that, yeah. you shortcut to a title. Yeah. Oh, yeah. gosh. I mean, so look, like, I, I, let's, I wanna, let's be honest. I Can we? Hoop. Go, go why, can't I, why, why can't I want to hoop? I just want to hoop don't. so bad that I don't want to hoop right now. I want to hoop so bad in the future that I'm going to sacrifice all the present hooping that you're going to gorge on to prevent yourself from all the hooping that I'm going to do later on. Can can we just be honest and transparent with people right now? Like, you guys, no matter what, I, and it became clear to me when um, Alabaster laid out that ridiculously terrible rationale that you guys are guys who think tanking's all right and you are going to find a way to support tanking so no matter what and i to be fair i'm someone who despises it and i was going to find a way to make sure that you guys understood that tanking was stupid because like alabaster's argument is you have a superstar so why don't you really really want to tank how is that any different when you don't have a superstar? Like your your reason for wanting to tank even more is because you have one. But this so is if you have none. We just we just spent the first segment talking about the 76ers who have not made it out the second round since 2001, despite like seven years but, of tanking. Like we, we also, have the proof. We also just established that the only reason they have a chance to win the title is Joel Embiid. And so for me, the question is that it's that actually because you guys look. The funny thing about this argument, which is the same argument we have, but I like that it's a little different now because the Thunder are a different case study given the stakes right now. I think it's actually really interesting. It's a hard question. It is. I don't feel good about the necessary evil I am sort of now voting for alongside a person who I don't generally want voting with me on anything. No offense. <laughs> um, but the point is, do you want to win a title that bad? And we are down bad. Like we are. I, I will say this. It is desperation absolute desperation i don't i'm not proud of it it's a I it's mean, an insecurity guess, but it's I a get, it's a respect for how hard this thing is to actually win 
I get it. And I think if there is a time where it is justifiable, it is when there's a player like Victor on the horizon. But I'm thinking back, and I, I think you guys probably have better basketball memories than me, but like I'm thinking of the best player on teams. Like outside of LeBron, the best player on teams that has gone to championships and been competitive has not been a number one overall pick. So like the idea that you're tanking for a number one overall pick all the time to me it's not, is it's just not like foolproof. It's it's gross and it's unfair and you got fans and you got all types yep. of other things yeah. to worry about. Can't argue with that. Go and ahead, if you Allie. want a number uh, one pick that bad, you got enough draft picks to draft up to the number one pick. If you just want to say I got a number one pick, like <laughs> you can do that. Not this season, not with Wimbanyama, but you know, down the line. So I I, I do want to ask a follow-up question, but first I, I Dominique, would you say it's fair to say that the Spurs have been the best organization of the last 25 years? Um, I mean, they're they made the playoffs the best, like twenty two yeah. times. Yeah, and the reason I good. say that is because when right, Greg I know. Popovich David Robinson got the, hurt, they got number one big blah, 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 blah. He tanked for Tim Duncan and made the playoffs for twenty straight years. That's and the get, value of Victor. Whoa, wait, wait, wait. Whoa, 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 whoa! They didn't get that. Wasn't because they got like, of course, Tim Duncan, generational player. They invented they a, tanking. Well, no, but that, but that was a once in a lifetime situation where you had a all-star MVP player who was hurt, happened to be hurt that one season. What, so when Tim Duncan what's came this back. Year? This well, year, you just. No, no, it's different. No, no, no. His no point, I'm the I'm point he's David making Robinson. is the team. He's saying the team was already solid. And you added Patrick Mahomes to a team that was already really good. That's not the same as having a trash franchise that trashes it up even more and adds a player to that situation so like there are a lot of there are a lot of variables that go into teams having extended successful runs and arguing that tanking is like the most important one is one that i just no, i can't support. It's, it's not it's not the most important one and again i feel dirty really like being the i mean i am now just the face of this thing that yeah, i find gross admittedly this is the bed that i've made um i'm covered in my own bed full of crap i relate to james harden in that way but yes, like the Spurs are doing it again, by the way. Like, look at the standings, man. Like, they know. That team knows. That team that's won more than anybody else is the one also soiling um, their bed on purpose because they get it. Um, yeah, for better I mean, and for worse. I, I just wanted to be clear about we are entrenched in our positions and there is nothing that can change our minds. So keep all your facts. <laughs> I got integrity. <laughs> integrity. I would rather have integrity than your stupid facts and Ugh. numbers. People, people, people. <laughs> I, Dominic, I do want to ask you a quick, uh, or I want to ask everyone a question because this is a slight pivot from where we were. But d the Thunder are pretty well run and they're a strong organization. They actually are taking care of their young guys now. Do you think it's more valuable for them to have this playoff experience where they're probably going to lose in the first round to the Nuggets or one of the top two seeds or get another high lottery pick? Because you can make the argument either way, given the experience for SGA. You know, I mean, Alabaster, I, I appreciate the question because this is a thing that gets argued about too, right? What about the experience of actually playing games that matter? But Dominique's just going to beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop you. No, I'm not going to beep, boop you. I'm not going to beep, boop you. Are you sure I would gonna say beep, boop, beep, boop? that. No, I mean, I would say that having Victor is one thing. That's a different, that's a special case. Yes. But I think anybody outside of Victor, I think the experience is probably better because as I stated in the first um, discussion, NBA playoffs is actually different than regular season basketball. 
like the the it's intensity very... Uh, because versus 82 games like it's not a, as big a leap in football intensity in the playoffs because you only play one game a week it's also not as big a leap in like football strategy because you have a full week to prepare a game plan in the NBA, like you can watch a game and notice that they are changing game plans through the course of one playoff game. And if you have not experienced that before, experiencing that for the first time, I, I do think has a huge amount of value. But to it's argue useful. against myself, y'all could do that next year with Victor. <laughs> <laughs> beep boop, beep boop. Beep yeah, boop, boop. Yeah. That's, that's robot language for I love you, actually. Just so yeah, you they're know, just not the getting difference. Them. They're just not getting Victor, and there's no, there's nobody else worth tanking for. Just play, win the yeah. games. Go, go, yeah. try to do it's a play-in tournament. It's a good draft, but it's, but you're okay. right. And so far as the odds of Victor being flattened out to the point where it's, yeah, yeah. it's a game. I mean, and the league is just gonna pick who they want him to go to anyway, and you know where they're not sending them <laughs> is Oklahoma. <laughs> I think we can the all Paris, agree that's in a the major Paris city of the U.S. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think we can all agree that we just hope he doesn't end up in Houston so he can have guards who will pass him the ball. Um, mm. But I digress. Let's move on. Guard. So, Stephen Jones, yeah. Jones said that he wants Dak to be the quarterback for the next 10 years. He can lower the cap hit. They can build a better roster. Uh, my question to you all, with this commitment, can the Cowboys win the Super Bowl with Dak as their quarterback for the next decade? Hold on. Hold on. We're going to get to Dominique's alley in a second here. Has Dominique I been be- I, just, I just noticed this, David. Has Dominique been beep booping us with a Harvard shirt on? With a Harvard shirt on. Is that what's been happening? A Harvard that, shirt for the on. podcast audience, hypocrisy is afoot, is what's been happening. Mr. Business School. So how are you going to live from the Sloan Conference me. talking about this? You're at the Sloan Conference right now, aren't you? <laughs> we, just, we just spent two segments attacking you and now we're at this segment where i'm gonna get attacked and you don't even attack me for the right reason uh, no. you attack me i for got some marshmallow test failed yeah yeah that but you know what test. it is you could harvard you hold your water harvard is the davidson of the north so i i appreciate that shirt <laughs> so, where the hell is davidson it's the north carolina north carolina uh, the south uh, uh, the can of the United States. Um, so this is, so can the Cowboys win the Super Bowl with Dak? I mean, Dominique, this seems to be a thing with some strategy underneath, like Stephen Jones is being asked about extending Dak Prescott to make him more cap manageable, I guess. Um, but also this is overlaid with the argument that you are, you are the face of, which is, is this guy actually, um, you know, a big fat loser or is he actually a guy who can win games? So floor is yours. I mean, it's so I am a fan of teams trying to figure out new strategies to be successful. So if the Cowboys had Kyle Shanahan or had shown any evidence of having success without a traditional franchise quarterback, then by all means, let him go elsewhere and get paid and do something else. But Stephen Jones knows what I know. You need a franchise quarterback on your team to even be competitive in this league consistently. And as much as we give the Cowboys for not making deep runs, they've been consistently competitive since they had Dak Prescott. And frankly, I know they haven't won a Super Bowl, but being in position to win a Super Bowl is like almost all you can ask for. Ask the rest of the teams in the NFL who'd wake up at in, in August, at the beginning of the season, and no, they don't have no damn chance. <laughs> the Cowboys know they have a chance. And we talk about them a bunch because we're like, man, if they just tweak this, if that gets just a little bit better, if they find coaches here, there are 
a third of the league who wish that they had that problem, who are just out here in the quarterback wilderness, like, I'm with somebody, anybody, somebody throw the football for us. So I know there are valid arguments to be made to go the other way, but those arguments are trash. So not valid. Invalid trash arguments. Yeah, I mean, I think I think we're I think we're doing a little bit too much on the on like is like bad quarterbacks also win Super Bowls too. You know what I'm saying? Like you have really great teams. They have a de- like a Super Bowl winning defense. They ran into the best defense in the league, and he sucked against the best defense in the league on a the week, road on, on the a road, short week on a short week. Oh, they week played after, a Monday night game a week after playing pretty much Ugh. a perfect game against Tampa Bay. Like that that Tampa Bay game was a Super Bowl winning quarterback think like they're they're they are good enough quarterbacks win super bowls all the time do they carry a team to a super bowl no but they win them you gotta you gotta say quarterbacks win super bowls all the time but dak prescott is not a quarterback because he's not yeah worst worst quarterbacks than dak prescott (laughs) win super bowls all the time dak prescott is better than the quarterback i do do like the defense attorney who's like your honor People also commit crimes. <laughs> oh gosh. Who amongst um, us hasn't? Who amongst us hasn't? Really? But this is Stephen Jones saying this, right? So here's he saying, um, here he is saying, quote, you're gonna have 12, 13, 14 quarterbacks making 40 plus million bucks when you look up. Dak deserves to be in that category. And this is the question, because you're right. Trent Dilfers are out here winning Super Bowls and so forth. Um, no offense. But no, I mean, to be fair, it's not just Trent Dilfer. It's like some of the names that you know and respect now were were mediocre to quarterbacks when they were winning Super Bowls. Like Tom Brady's first Super Bowl, Russell mm. Wilson's first Super Bowl. Like Peyton these Manning's guys were not Super carrying Bowl. their team. They they were, oh yeah, Peyton Manning. <laughs> because they have big names, you think that, oh, you got to have a great quarterback to win Super Bowls. Like, no, those guys were not great. They were game managers at best, winning Super Bowls. So we don't even have to go Trent Trent Dilfer, we don't have Flacco. to go to those guys. Yeah, Joe Flacco, who actually played that playoff run as good as just about anybody we have seen in football. That blacked out for <laughs> a couple months stretch. And Dak Prescott is capable Your of doing Honor, that also. Any can black out for a stretch is another fun argument to make. Yes, and my client is a I want to ask you guys, what would your reaction be if the Vikings GM, I mean, you probably would have to be under severe substances to say this, say this was like, we want Kirk Cousins to be our quarterback for the next 10 years because the stats are almost identical. So how would you didn't feel the, in that in that case? Didn't the Vikings didn't the Vikings GM last year say like he wasn't even sure on Kirk Cousins when he first got in? Um so I've heard this argument plenty of times, and this to get back to the beeple beeple bubbles. This is this is a this is the look at the all twenty two argument. Were you like, just Kirk Cousins... Kirk Cousins beatboxing? Was that what that was? <laughs> exactly. You got to put on your you got to put on your platinum chains on. Before yeah. You Sorry. I mean the the if you watch the way that he gets those numbers, and you watch the way that Dak gets his numbers, and you watch both of these teams, you I think it's quite clear that Dak Prescott is better than Kirk Cousins. There's a reason why no one is making this argument, and there's a reason why it's a surprise when you do the blind resume, because we know the freaking truth. He's not <laughs> as good. 
He's not as good, and particularly when things are difficult. Dak Prescott has done things in the playoffs and in important games, uh, like he beat the Eagles this year late in the season, played extremely well despite starting the game with a pick six. He's led game-winning playoff drives. He scored three times in the fourth quarter as a rookie against the Packers and only lost in that playoff game because – Aaron Rodgers threw a ridiculous pass on the sideline. These are things, and he also can play at night. Like you can, (laughs) the sun can go down and Dak can still cook. These are things that are true about Dak Prescott that no disrespect to Kirk Cousins, like we have not seen him do those things. So yes, you can go through the course of the season and throw it to Stephon Diggs or to Thielen or to JJ and then end up with a bunch of numbers, or you can actually be a, a, better quarterback which is yeah not is. not to beat boo beat boo but uh kirk cousins also leading the league in justin jefferson's so there's that <laughs> like you know what i'm saying like there's that part of it too that i think we should probably discuss but i, I do kind of dominic did you ever have a, did you ever buy a chain when you got in the league did you buy did you have a gaudy chain nah. oh good question nah. No, I, I, I um ascribe to a more extreme version of the Ochocinco model where he said once I was in the league, I would only buy fake diamonds because people <laughs> knew I had the money. I, I believe in that same thing, except once I was in the league, I didn't need no diamonds, fake or real. You knew. Oh, oh that's okay. the I was I was wondering, what's the most Dominique way to answer that question? And that yeah. that was that was it. Elder. I need a diamond for. I don't need no chain. <laughs> I'm okay. Good. All right. I, I would have bought pearly whites. <laughs> um, let's. This is another Dominique centric question. We're going to talk about your boy Aaron Rodgers. Um, mm. So Devontae Adams was tweeting that he wants Aaron Rodgers to move to his neighborhood. Should the Raiders go all in and reunite Devontae with Aaron Rodgers? So if you had not uh, been caught up with the saga of Devontae Adams, he was playing with his old best friend, Derek Carr, college buddies, all of that. Um, Derek Carr is currently at the Pro Bowl wearing the jersey that I guess is equivalent of the hat Rob Lowe wears at those games. Um, Aaron Rodgers, though, is available because the Packers want to move on from him because they don't want to pay him all that money and he's not as good as he used to be. All of which is making Devontae Adams very, very interested in a different sort of reunion. And I guess on paper, it's like, yeah, I would want Aaron Rodgers over nobody. Uh, But I know there are considerations here that we should consider as aspirationally smart football talkers. Yeah, I mean, I think the does that make that I guess it depends on what you want to accomplish with the Raiders. Um, The interesting thing about being the Raiders is some teams would argue or some, uh, I guess, business people on teams would would argue bring in Aaron Rodgers because we can sell tickets build our fan base the interesting thing about the raiders is they're in las vegas and every time a team comes to las vegas their fans want to come to las vegas and buy tickets so vegas Mm -hmm. stadium gonna be sold out no matter what you do i think if they want to like build a fan base in vegas and win championships and be competitive i don't think that frankly i don't think the Devontae adams trade was smart yeah doubling down on a roster that is lopsided and not ready to win now with a quarterback who is um mercurial i guess now that i'm pro air rogers i gotta find Ooh, polite ways that's, to a, say. that's a that's a very harvard shirt answer right there that's a very oh, harvard shirt word. Hell, that is that is that is a, that is an expensive defense attorney is euphemism i don't know yeah. i don't know what it means i just know i heard people <laughs> say it when 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 they talk about weirdos so that's right. get out of here your honor my client your, is mercurial you're right your um 
esoteric um, insults. <laughs> I don't know what that means either, but it sounds smart. It means you're mercurial, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so no, don't get them. Or yeah, get them. It'll be fun. Okay, very good. Yeah, I mean, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Like whatever, man. Like you, like the Raiders aren't winning, the Packers aren't winning. Aaron Rodgers is gonna be like still old and curmudgeony, and like read whatever Ayn Rand book he has and go on the podcast. Like, can, like, like, come on. Like, what, like, I don't want to do this anymore, guys. Like, I just don't know. <laughs> just staring, okay, wait. I'm just staring I'll, into the abyss right now of Aaron Rodgers for the next few I months, know. and I just I- can't. I just can't take it. Alan Bessler, I hope you can sense the true end of the marathon exhaustion that we all have of Aaron Rodgers um, at this point. We're but not, I, I assume we have end of the marathon exhaustion, despite the fact that we are not at the end of the marathon. Oh, you're right. You're right. Uh, so the you marathon don't want is me to ask you guys if he's being way. undervalued because he had a nope. couple down years before his last two nope. MVPs. Because I don't. I think he's undervalued. Like I mean, so, I, uh, I mean, he he ranked what twentieth or worse, basically in every major passing statistical category this past season after winning MVP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but we just did a that, whole topic um, about a dude who led the NFL in interceptions despite missing four games and how he can win Super Bowls. Why can't Aaron Rodgers, the multiple-time MVP, do it? Yeah, I, I mean, I think off. Aaron Rodgers had a bad thumb this year and had some some issues getting better. Um, with his teammates, so yeah, I, I, yes, he's undervalued. But I also thought that you asked us if you if we wanted you to ask us, and we said no. <laughs> <laughs> that is that that is what happened. That, that's what happened. I'm just glad the Dak interception stat got thrown in. I had to check it off on my bingo card. I was waiting for Alabaster to bring it in, even though he is not a quarterback. But I must uh, must right. please repeat please. Right. for the for the court stenographer, right. Dennis Jr. He's has clearly he, articulated. Dak Prescott's non- very. You're trying to win 11 games. Um, Let's move on to the number one overall pick. Okay, Albert Breer of Sports Illustrated wrote that it's his sense the Bears will keep Justin Fields and trade the first pick. Just from a game theory perspective, does does this move make sense to you to announce this right now, to do it this way? (laughs) I guess if Justin Fields is like, yo, um what is good or bad with with all of this because that guy dominique i'm like i guess my 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 quick take here is i'd rather have justin fields knowing what he looks like than the grab bag of could be's in the draft this year I mean, I think when I heard Alabaster say from a game theory standpoint, suggest to me that he understands that keeping Justin Fields is probably the smart move. But is is this hurting their their value of the draft pick? I don't think it does because multiple teams want it. I don't think you need to threaten that you might keep it in order to in order to entice other teams to move up. Everybody needs a quarterback, as I don't know if you've watched football any time in the last, I don't know, 100 years. It's important to have a quarterback. Everyone mm. wants one. So there's always going to be a market when there are good number one quarterbacks in the draft. So I think they gain more by immediately showing their support for Justin Fields than they gain by like trying to pretend like they're one of the suitors. Because you know what teams who plan on using the number one overall pick don't do? Discuss trading it. <laughs> like, can you imagine <laughs> if the Texans had the number one pick? They need a quarterback. There, there will be no discussion of it. So there's no sense in them playing around and be like, yeah, maybe we might keep it. No, <laughs> we're not going to keep it. Y'all want it. Pony up. Let's start the bidding early. Mm. Yeah, I think the game theory, like there is, I'm going to keep the pick or pretend you're going to keep the pick and have people bid on it 
to try to get it from you or just say highest bidder gets the pick and yeah. just do it early. And I think that's kind of what the, like, I think the pan, like clearly think, the Panthers are going to try. They, as soon yeah. as they hired Frank, Wright, Everybody said they're going to try to get this number one pick and try to, you know, like everybody, mm-hmm. the, the, the value is going to keep going higher and women. Yama's great. So everybody's going to try to get them. <laughs> <laughs> the argument for keeping the pick is actually, um, drafting a quarterback and trading away Justin Fields. And the only reasonable reason why you would do that is to reset the like rookie pay clock because right. you've squandered so much of Justin Fields' career or his early first contract. Yeah. You squander it, squandered it on mismanagement and poor decisions. But uh, I still don't think that's worth it because what Justin Fields has shown so far is frankly more than you can expect. For most young right. quarterbacks, and more than you can expect from a quarterback you would cut, you you would bring in. So it all it boils down to a very similar conversation we had about the Dak Prescott. You got a guy that you think could be the guy, you keep. Yeah. Well, and it boils down to a similar theme of our tanking discussion, which is that you can smell the desperation on these teams, and you're not worried yeah. about telegraphing that it's on the on the uh, auction block, like. You're not worried that this is not going to get insane bids on it um, because there are a lot of good quarterbacks in this draft, I am told, or at least at the top, there are guys who are supposed to be um, not Justin Fields in my mind, but like worthy of, of yeah, one of those big, those big swings. Um, oh, here we go. So I, get, I do have a question here because I, uh, I think Fields is on the list. In the last couple of years, we've seen crazy quarterback growth and breakouts, whether it is Jalen Hurts this past year or Josh Allen before that. And Justin Fields fits a lot of the model of someone who can break out next year and become like a star, star quarterback. But this past year, his best receivers were Cole Komet and Amon Ross, Brown, uh, St. Brown's brother, Equinemius. Like, <laughs> Don't they need to invest in receivers to make this work with him? And I got, I got a fake trade for you. And this they crazy. went and got, they went and did a real trade that no one understood yeah, when they did, 30. and looks even, <laughs> looks even worse now that um, Chase Claypool was not productive for them. And that was the thirty-second pick because of, we're down a first-round pick this year, so they would have gotten a, a the thirty-second pick in the draft on a second-round salary. Uh, really oh, dumb trade, gosh. but yeah, would you trade? trade Okay, I'm going to go back to the Vikings here. Would you trade the first overall pick to the Vikings for Justin Jefferson so that they don't have to roll out Kirk Cousins next year, they can have Bryce Young, and you can surround your young star quarterback with Justin Jefferson, the best receiver in football? Couldn't that be a win-win trade? What do you think about that one, Sharks? Ooh. Why would Minnesota? Yeah, I, that's the only question that I have is nope. why would they trade Justin Jefferson for, I mean, Mm-mm. admittedly for the most valuable pick you could possibly obtain, but like I'm not training that dude for anything less. I mean, if what's-his-face got, I mean, no offense to Trey Lance, you're not what's-his-face, I know your face, but three first-rounders, <laughs> like, come on. Like, you need a lot more faces to throw into that deal. Not sure you know his face. Not sure if I if I threw <laughs> four um like light light skinted yeah um broad shouldered pictures at you. I would Not suggest sure you the lineup, the but the metaphor now becomes even more problematic. So we're gonna move on. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that's a bad fake trait. Justin Jefferson. Well, like, what yeah. if Bryce Young's good in eight months and it's like you know, twenty-one-year-old young star quarterback? Well, then, then, yeah, that, then the Vikings become the Bears because now they have a good quarterback without a, without a, you know, 
great wide receiver, and the Bears become yeah. a little bit better than the Vikings. Yeah. Wait, what do I you mean? mean? I, they got I, Dominique's vaunted Adam Thielen, who's like 108 years old. Yeah, I was talking about through the the career of Kirk Cousins as he's had these guys. Like, yes, Adam Thielen is not valuable now, but he was or not as valuable now as he once was. But um, it, it's almost like you don't understand that most quarterbacks aren't good, even if they're drafted high. Like, I I get you. I would trade a mediocre receiver for a chance at a great quarterback. I'd trade a good receiver maybe for a chance at a at a good quarterback. I would not trade a dude who flirting with Randy Moss numbers yeah. for somebody who is not, I don't know, Andrew Luck. Who may be like, the next Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I'm not a guy who's who has, like, big question marks around him. Yeah, we got a guy who we know that can add – 10 Madden points to whoever the quarterback is. I'll, <laughs> I'll mess around and try to find me a quarterback and stop um, trying to trade this guy. Future Hall of Famers. So keep Justin, this is what we learned from the show. Keep Justin Jefferson, convince Jay mm-hmm. Alexander to quietly fake an injury by paying mm-hmm. him off the books in a way that doesn't make him feel too bad about himself. Um, Dak Prescott. Oh, we people off the books? I like that. Oh yeah, we're going off the books. We're going way off the books. Um, Dak Prescott, um, not a big fat loser, I think. Um, Sixers uh, winning the title. James Harden still loves strip clubs. Aaron Rodgers, still the worst. Good night, everyone. Aaron Rodgers, DGAF. Shay Alexander. Glad you could stand with him. You made him Jay Alexander. Did I say Jay Alexander? Because he can this. shoot, baby. Because he has I that mid range. He's yeah, got that he mid range. I knew what you were doing. He didn't catch it. He, Alabaster didn't catch it. I see you, Pablo. Jay Alexander is wet. <laughs> <laughs>